two, one. For the week ending on June 5th, Philadelphia had a total record of 4-5-0 with the Phillies winning two games and losing five with a 1-1 one one series record. The Soul winning their one game 47-35 and the Union winning their only game 3-2. So much to talk about as always, so sit down, relax, and enjoy your ride here on The Orange Line. Welcome back to your weekly source of Philly sports, The Orange Line, Philadelphia's first and only 8 for 8 sports podcast. I'm your host, Dr. PhD, here to bring you all of the news from the NHL, NBA, NFL, OWL, NLL, MLB, AFL, and MLS as it pertains to the city of brotherly love. So let's get right into it, starting with where we left off last week and going from worst to to first. And the first thing that I want to say is uh, I've never met a Kevin that I didn't like. And uh, speaking of Kevins, the Philadelphia Flyers signed, well, they, they acquired the rights to Kevin Hayes from the Jets, I believe, on Monday. And uh, I think that's pretty good. The reason I say that uh, they re- acquired his rights is uh, just because, well, he's going to be a free agent come... July? I don't know. He's going to be a free agent uh, at the end of the NHL year or whatever. Um, So we just have a chance to negotiate his contract before he uh, becomes an unsigned free agent, Um, which, you know, can be good. A lot of people seem to be uh, pretty positive about this, considering that uh, he has the ability to be a a 60-point player, be a pretty uh, decent 2C which can uh, absolutely relieve some of uh, the younger players, especially Nolan Patrick, take some pressure off of him, and uh, hopefully he can be a good addition to the Flyers. My gut reaction, though, uh, is I think he could actually end up being part of a package deal, you know, sign him to, you know, whatever contract, doesn't really matter, and uh, pair him up with, I, just as an instance, pair him up with, like, Voracek and... Uh, you know, put them together, trade them to somewhere. I don't know for who. I'm I'm just saying this is what I think things could be. Uh, but pair them up with uh, a, a pretty decent player on our team, someone that other teams would want, and hopefully we can get a pretty decent return uh, for that. Um, and uh, I know one of the things that Fletch said um, on this past Friday, the 31st, was that he really wanted this team to be... Not that he wanted this team. He wanted to be aggressive for this team uh, throughout the offseason and just picking up Hayes in that trade for a fifth rounder, I believe, uh, is pretty good considering that we barely paid anything for him. Um, and uh, it's, it's you know, a, a clear signal that, uh, yeah, Fletch ain't playing around. So uh, that's some pretty good news. Other good news, I keep talking about the run back. I'm not going to harp on it too much this time. But uh, one of the things that I do want to talk about is the fact that uh, 
The Sixers are starting to get into talks with Jimmy Butler, which is a good thing. Um, like I said, I'm not going to dwell on the run back, but I think uh, I think this is pretty good. Um, they're still the front runners uh, in terms of what Vegas is saying. So if Vegas is saying it, then I mean, it, it's still really up in the air. But uh, I, th- I think that could be a good indicator of, you know, what this team is looking for. And, I mean, the fact that talks have picked up within the past, you know, couple of days or so is a positive sign. So hopefully, Jimmy Butler, if you hear this, please come back. I would really appreciate it. I know the city of Philadelphia would as well. Just like we would appreciate Tobias Harris coming back. Uh, Toby, don't think I'm forgetting about you. I absolutely want you back. Um but uh, a little bit of news in that regard. On uh, Monday, the Sixers had you know their pre-draft workouts with some of the people that are going to be taking part in the NBA draft, and uh, one of them was Terry Harris, Tobias's younger brother. And uh, I, I mean that it doesn't really mean too much, I guess. I mean it, it'd be cool if they could play together just for for them, I guess. Uh, but I, the thing that I really liked is. Um, Terry said that Tobias said, I know a lot of whole, you know, weird attachments there, but Terry said that Tobias said that uh, he's always speaking, you know, really positively about Philly, about the fans, about the Sixers, and about the community that we have here, which is, I mean, it, it's endearing, I guess. It's something that I, I say this a lot, it's something that I like to see, and it's, that's, that's the truth. I'm now realizing that I don't have any of the uh the symbols up in the whoops top left corner um i'm talking about the sixers as of right now but sadly we're done with that no more sixers huh but we'll move on to the eagles if uh you're listening to this on thursday you would know that uh for the last day of otas they didn't practice um Instead, Doug Peterson took them all out for a nice day of bowling and uh, hopefully some ice cream afterwards, Um, just because I know he really enjoys giving his players some ice cream. Uh, But in terms of some uh, news, I guess, on Friday the 31st, the Eagles had a a softball game for Carson Wentz's AO1 foundation, um, in which the offense beat the defense 17-16. On a walk-off home run, I, I didn't write down who uh, who hit the home run, but uh, thank you. I, I, I mean, high-scoring game, so that's pretty cool. And uh, obviously, if the offense won, that means the offense is going to be pretty good. I, I mean, it's all just making it up as it goes. Uh, finding, you know, that's Philly math right there. That's some Philly math for you. Finding uh, connections and stories and whatever. Um, moving forward, though, Doug Peterson uh, did uh, have a few words to say about what's happening during the offseason. He uh, gave a lot of praise to Carson Wentz, said um, that he's just been really impressive where he needs to be and uh, where he is in terms of his you know, arm strength, leg strength, speed, awareness, every single factor that you want in a top-tier quarterback. So good job, Carson Wentz. Absolutely killing it. Nelson Aguilar got mentioned a whole lot, too. Um, for having just a, a really good off season. So, uh, thanks Aguilar. I appreciate that. Um, and the last bit that I could really glean for 
you know, something to talk about for the OTAs was uh, uh, on Monday, I believe it was, a whole bunch of young defensive backs were, you know, just doing their drills, going up against wide receivers and whatnot. And a lot of them were really surprised uh, when they were up against Hassan Jackson, my boy, um, just because he's he's just insane. He's so fast. How, he he's so fast that he makes not he makes fast people look not fast. <laughs> but uh, I I mean my only takeaway from that is my boy Djax is feeling it. So, um, you know, sticking with my favorite motto. That's what we like to see. And they're back, ladies and gentlemen. They are back. The boys, Philadelphia Fusion, are finally going to be back in action this week. Um, I believe they're facing off against a team that will be mentioned later because I do the schedules at the end. Um, But yeah, finally back. I've been missing some Overwatch League. It's going to be great. The lack of news really, it hurt. It hurt me deep inside. So the fact that uh, they're back is uh, pretty cool. Uh, there was a bit of news related to the Fusion. Is uh, their contenders team, Fusion University, which is pretty much like their minor league system, uh, won the Contenders Atlantic Showdown, um, which just helped them move into Contenders Trials, which is going to be held this week, going into the weekend, I believe, uh, in Korea. So uh, good job for uh, Fusion University. I know Elk is on the team. He's... Uh, played in a couple of maps for the fusion this season um but yeah i'm excited another thing i'm excited about is uh overwatch league grand finals happening in philly i've already talked about that going to be happening in the wells fargo center on september 29th and uh i think tickets are going on sale this week uh regardless I hope to see you there because i am absolutely going to that cannot wait to see some top-tier play played at the highest level. Man, we're hitting all the points that I like to say today. Uh, one of the other teams that's in their offseason right now is the Wings. Um, I've talked a lot about how there is also a lack of news in this regard, so I had I did some digging. I found some stuff that uh, should be a little interesting. Uh, NLL has been taking a lot of notice of the wings recently talked about Matt Rambo. I think two weeks ago, last week they talked about Trevor Baptiste and now, uh, they're starting to get recognized for some of the end of the year awards. Let's go boys. Um, Matt Rambo is up for rookie of the year. He had uh, 25 goals, 30 assists. That ends up being about uh, 55 points. Um, which put him second most in all of rookies. So good job to that. Hopefully our boy from uh, Abington, my hometown, is uh, going to walk away with it. Kyle Matisse, one of uh, our, our bigger players on the team, is up for transition player of the year. He had 127 loose balls. And uh, of the one of the 28 players that had at least 100 loose balls, um, Kyle Matisse ended up having 82 points in the season, which leads the second person by 51. So, uh, not quite as many loose balls. I can't, I think he was about like eight or ninth in terms of loose balls one, but, uh, in terms of points and being that transitional player, uh, he's, he's one of the better and, uh, not really a player, but, uh, Lindsay Mesquite. 
Kiangelo. I'm always going to pronounce last names wrong. I say it every week. Uh, but Lindsay is going to be up for the Executive of the Year Award. Um, pretty much led the resurgence of the Wings back in Philadelphia. Got a whole bunch of sponsors. Did her job very well. And uh, averaged about 11,000-ish fans at uh, all the home games, which uh, ended up being about fifth, I believe, in uh, the NLL for average attendance, which is great. Um, love seeing people at those games. Um, and then on uh, Wednesday, I was enlightened to some news. I was not savvy to this, but there's going to be an expansion draft coming up. It's going to be set for uh, July 9th. Um, and it's going to be kind of like the NHL expansion when uh, Vegas came in. Uh, you know, each team picks a few players, 11 to be exact. Um, and uh, they're they're going to be pretty much protecting those 11 players. Everyone else is open game, fair game. Uh, and the two teams are going to be Rochester and New York. Um, so hopefully we get some new people, new teams, and we can stomp on them. Because that's what we love to do. We are Philadelphia, and we love beating up the the new guys. We gotta. They need to learn their place. I don't know. Um, very excited for Wings next season, though. Hopefully, some of our uh, bigger players are protected. Most notably, Kyle Matisse, Matt Rambo, Trevor Baptiste, all of these other great players on the team. I I forgot to do here. We'll do this as well boom there's a logo i keep forgetting to do that i am so sorry for all of that but we're done with the wings and we're moving on to the phillies the phillies had a pretty for lack of a better word shite week they they didn't perform well they didn't do they didn't do what i wanted they didn't do what anyone wanted uh they got swept by la and uh, in the entire series, they ended up getting outscored 6-18. to 18. That's a big deficit. That's a big deficit, and um, that's a team that we need to be able to beat. They're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NL. And uh, if, if we're going to seriously contend for the playoffs, NLDS, NLCS, World Series... We're, we're going to need to beat a team like that or maybe even better. Uh, and I know it's kind of early to talk about that. We're just getting into June, and I I can't even believe that it's already June. But, uh, yeah, that's that's something that the Phillies need to be mindful of is being able to beat teams that are of this caliber. We showed that we can beat teams of, you know, the Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers, but... Uh, Going down to uh, LAD is uh, not fun. So that series wrapped up on Sunday. Sunday was also the day when the trade became official for Jay Bruce, an outfielder, um, which just added support to 7, 8, and 9 for the Phillies. Um, just it, It's also nice to be able to have that relief, considering we aren't going to be having a wife beater playing, I, I should say girlfriend beater, uh, playing on our team, of course, Adubal Herrera. But I don't want to talk about that because that is too negative. You know I like to keep the positivity on the show. So uh, let's roll in right to the next series, which was uh, against the Padres. I said that uh, this was going to be one to look out for considering uh, 
you know, uh, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper and everything that they are uh, kind of equated to just for their money-wise, I should say. Um, and uh, there's a whole lot to get into. I'm actually jumping the gun a little bit. I want to talk about that series soon. Um, but a few things happened on Monday, a few big things. Uh, in the first round of the MLB draft, college draft, um, the Phillies selected shortstop Bryson Stott at uh, 14th overall. He's And uh, he's, uh, I don't know, he seems like a good player. All the reports that I read on him are good. Of course they are because no one's going to write a report about a player that got drafted and is like, this guy fucking sucks. No, that's not going to happen like that. It's not going to go that way. Um, but uh, some of the numbers that uh, I really liked were uh, in his junior year, he led UNLV in the team that uh, he played for uh, in pretty much all of the big offensive stats, on-base percentage, hitting percentage, um, home runs, RBIs, runs scored, walks, all of the good ones, you know. Uh, so that's good. I think the theme of this week is going to be an endearing fact. It's something that doesn't really mean anything as of right now, but it's helpful to see what the future can hold. It's like taking a look at Morgan Frost for the Flyers. I don't care about any of his stats you know, before the Flyers. I care about what he's going to do for us. Not right now, but as, as soon as he ends up making it onto the team. Monday was also the day that uh, we saw Andrew McCushion tear his ACL, and um, apparently he's going to be out for the rest of the season. This is a, a huge blow. He's been an incredibly good leadoff hitter for us, and you know he's he's a he's a great guy. He got caught up in a play. I think um, I can't necessarily remember what got him in this position, but he was pretty much in a rundown and uh, just going back and forth, trying to get to second, uh, caught between second and first, obviously, and just trying to avoid the tag. I guess he pulled something, something popped. And he also said that he uh, he walked away from it, well, gimped away from it, and it didn't feel like he uh, tore any of uh, those CLs, like, like an ACL or an MCL or anything like that. So... Um, it's it's a sad fact. It's not something that uh, it's not what we want to see. Um, but on Wednesday, that was the wrap up to the Padres series where uh, we ended up winning. We lost the first game. We had a terrible run, five straight losses for the Phils, which cannot happen going ahead. Uh, but it was a pretty big series win, uh, a needed series win over the Padres. Um, but to wrap up one of the three Dr. PhD picks from last week, uh, I talked about Harper versus Manny Machado. So I broke down some of the numbers. I, you know, did I just went on the box scores and saw how both of them did. And for their totals, uh, Bryce Harper went four for 14. Manny Machado went four for 13. Uh, Machado had one home run. They both scored two runs, uh, one RBI for. Bryce Harper, four RBIs for Manny Machado, but it came on that one home run. Yes, it was a grand salami. Um, they both had two strikeouts, but Machado had two walks. So uh, I hate to say it. I really don't want to say this. Harper took the L this week. 
Harper, we're not paying you all that money to take L's like that. So the next time we see Manny Machado, I want you to beat him. And I want, I, I here's what I want to say. I want you to kick Manny Machado's ass, all right, uh, on the field. And not just, like, go out on the field and, and knock him out. I mean, like, in the in the box score where it matters. Don't get ejected from any games either. That's not helpful to the team. But that's all I have for Phillies news. Hopefully they can have a better week coming up. I'll talk about that later with the schedules. But for right now, we have the Soul. Soul are coming off of a win, um, albeit to the winless Columbus Destroyers. Um, so, I mean, make with that what you will. But uh, a win is a win. They're back in that column. And uh, thank goodness. The secondary finally showed up, played a good amount of defense. I know there was uh, three turnovers. Two of them were interceptions and a fumble, um, which ended up helping a lot. One of them was a pick six. Um, can't remember who. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, but uh, it was a hot start that really kind of just propelled the team all the way to the win. Uh, they went into the half for uh, the first time this season, I believe in eight games, uh, with a lead. I think it was 19-14. to 14. Um, which is which is absolutely great. Dan Radball had a good game, 15 of uh, 26 pass attempts, um, and uh, totaled 280 yards, six touchdowns. The man's on fire. The man, I have no problem with the uh, the offense of this team. I, I think the offensive power of the Philadelphia Soul is insane. Where we struggle is defensively. Um, Aaron Washa is still out so even with one of our best receivers out for uh the the entire game I, w- I won't say the season i don't know if he's going to be out for the season but even with him out um we're still offensively just a, a great team i think it's funny though that washa is still out but uh lonnie outlaw is in lonnie outlaw took probably the worst spill of the two and um he, he played on uh on saturday but uh, Washa just took a bump to the thigh groin, and um, he's he's gone. B.J. Bunn stepped in for him, ended up uh, netting two touchdowns, both of which happened in the third. Uh, kept the Destroyers uh, scoreless in the third as well, so that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, that's the soul. I, uh, I was pretty happy with the win, and I'm looking forward to more. Because, God, do I love the soul. I love arena football. But there's one sport to talk about, and that, of course, is the Beast in the East. They went into Minnesota. They went into Minnesota and took another win. That gives them first place and also gives Minnesota their first loss at home. So a very big win. I saw someone call it gutsy on Twitter, and I absolutely agree. Um, I I just think that uh, this team is... You know, willing to fight through any kind of adversity. They had a, a rough go of it for the past couple of weeks, not being able to pick up as many points as they wanted. Um, so it was good to see them walk away with the dub here. A 3-2 to two win, which, uh, like I said, got them into first place. Austin Trusty uh, got his first goal. That was the game winner. Um, so thank you. In Trusty, we trust. Again, one of those moments where I was like, this will sound cool, and then it didn't. Um, and uh, Harris Medunian found his uh, first goal of the game, not game of the season as well. So uh, shout out to Trusty and Medunian. Thank you so much for uh, adding to the offensive power. 
house that is the Union. Um, 13 block shots, too, by Union defenders. Absolutely insane. I kept seeing a whole lot of jokes, a whole lot of memes from uh, Minnesota players and Union, uh, not players, Minnesota fans and Philadelphia fans just about like, oh, I would post something about the Minnesota loss, but I feel like a Philly defender would have blocked it. Ha ha ha. And I, I'm using a fake laugh, obviously, but I, I did think it was funny. Um, so that was the week. I felt like it ended up going pretty dang good, if I say so myself. Um, if we can talk about the schedules for next week, I would absolutely love to do that. Um, Phillies, they have a series against Cincinnati starting on Friday going into Sunday. Uh, that's going to be at home. I know today, Thursday, they're off doing a memorial service for David P. Montgomery. Um, may he rest in peace, and I hope all things are going well for his family and the people that are very close to him. And uh, on Monday, going into Wednesday, we have a series against Arizona. I think I see that Arizona is doing well. I might be making that up. Um, but uh, hopefully we can walk away with a whole slew of wins this coming week uh, just to make up for the deficit that is on the board over there and all of those L's. So we'll have one game this week. It's going to be against Washington. Hopefully we can uh, pay them back for a loss that they gave us not too long ago. Um, Saturday we have a game. Uh, the Union are playing against the New York Red Bull. Um and that's going to be at home as well. Wednesday, they have another game. It's going to be against the number two number two team in the East, D.C. United, in uh, the U.S. Cup, um, which admittedly I don't know too much about. So I'm going to be doing my research, and you'll see why in just a moment. And the Fusion! The Fusion have a game, a match this week. It's going to be happening on Saturday. And... Uh, it's against the Hangzhou Spark, so all of those things are absolutely great to look forward to. More things to look forward to, though, are my favorite part of the show. It is the Dr. PhD Picks of the Week. How can you not love them? Um, starting with the first one, I am still rocking the Fusion cap, and uh, that's what it's going to be. Fusion make their return to action, and... Uh, they, uh, they sadly have to play my second favorite team in uh, the OWL. I love the Hangzhou Spark. They, they, they're pretty decent if I uh, you know, can give my humble opinion. Um, and I, I love the color scheme, pink and blue. Uh, those are two of my favorite colors. Come at me, world, for liking pink. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, the interesting thing about Hangzhou is that they qualified for Stage 2 playoffs. Um you know, last stage, stage two. And uh, overall, they actually have the same record as the Fusion. So it's going to be interesting to see these two teams uh, match up side by side. Fusion a little bit on uh, the sl on a slump. And uh, it seems like Hangzhou is rising up. So hopefully we can stop that and we can rise up ourselves. Uh, pick number two is going to be the Union. They have their first game of the U.S. Open Cup. The only reason I say that is because I know that there are going to be more games played for the U.S. Open Cup, but I believe we have to win to keep doing that. So I say the first because I have faith that we are going to take D.C. We are going to walk into D.C., take that win, 
and keep on going through to the U.S. Open Cup. I believe we went to the finals last year, too. So shouts to that. Shouts to the union. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's hope that, not even hope, let's have faith that they are going to beat the second best team in the Eastern Conference. And the third one, like I said, I always make this one a bit rando, a bit off the uh, the beaten path, I should say. And it's not anything actually specific. Um, the other day, I, you know, was playing on Xbox. Someone was like, "Hey, do you want to play Halo 3? And I was like, "The, the game's like 90 years old, bro." Um, but yeah, I logged in and I had a great time. A whole wave of nostalgia hit me. Um, so my third pick of the week is just for you. Go uh, go play some old games. Enjoy a nice nostalgia trip. There are a few games. I mean, I know you probably can't see it um, if you're watching this, but right behind me is uh, a PlayStation 2 and a GameCube. So uh, those are some of the things that I play while hanging out here in the doctor's office. I'm going to be playing a whole bunch of different games this week. I'll keep you updated next week and see if anything interesting happens in those gameplays. I don't know if anyone cares about that. But yeah, thank you for listening. That's been the show. I've been Dr. PhD. If you want to follow me on any social media, that's going to be at Dr. PhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. If you want to follow the podcast, you can absolutely do that too. That's going to be at Orange Line Pod, spelled exactly the way you think. You can follow uh, on Facebook, the Orange Line Podcast, where eventually, I'm, I'm not going to give a concrete date just yet. Eventually, I'm going to be start doing pretty much daily uh, blog posts talking about uh, what games are happening for the day and uh, going to depth about the stats, what happened in the last game this team played and you know what the opposing team is doing, players to look out for, storylines to look out for, all of those fun things. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I've been Dr. PhD. I hope you are all doing well as always. I really appreciate this. And thank you so much for uh, putting up with the, I'll say, lack of uh, you know episode last week. It, it was very confusing. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to get it all figured out in time. So with that being said, I've already said that. I'm going to wrap it up here. Stop my rambling. Have a great day.